Hello and welcome into this brand new pod, the very first created by a Liverpool team of four podcast virgins. I'm Bridget and along with my co-creators Aaron, John and Mary, I invite you to discover some of the different aspects of how the great COVID-19 pandemic has impacted our lives. We're asking, how is it for you? And while many of the answers will resonate as shared experiences, you might also be surprised as we journey through the maritime city of Liverpool and its suburbs to the lush green hills of the Welsh countryside. We're joined by courageous people, sharing inspirational stories of how life in these pandemic times has impacted their emotional well-being. So please, settle in, make yourself comfortable, as we hear first from John and Mary. Oh, thank you, Bridget. Hi, my name's Mary, and I'm a music Care volunteer. I'm taking part in this podcast, my first podcast, and I'm interviewing John, who lives in the city. He's a, John is a civil engineer, and he works face-to-face with people. And during this COVID time, John has had to work at home and obviously has missed on missed out on the face-to-face contact. John comes from a Liverpool family and was brought up on scouse and pea soup. He has one sibling and his close family, nieces and nephews. His mum used to be a dinner lady and John is taking part in this podcast, which has been sorted out by the Richmond Fellowship. The Richmond Fellowship help people who are managing mental health problems. They help them with their day-to-day living and they help people with to, to take part in courses. Hi, John. How are you? Yeah. Hello, Mary. I'm well, thank you. Oh, great. How do you feel in, at the beginning of lockdown? How did you feel about that to do with the COVID pandemic? At the very beginning, Mary, I was quite apprehensive about it because I didn't know what it entailed, really. I knew what lockdown was, but I didn't know to what extent we were going into lockdown. I didn't know whether we'd be staying in completely or whether there was any flexibility in that. Could we go out at all? Could Could we go shopping? Could we visit family or friends? Um, And also, what about getting food? Could we go to the supermarket or would we have to order online? Any other necessities? Doctor's appointment? So it's all been rather confusing in that way. Mainly, it's just been a a bit weary, weary of... What was happening? Yeah, I, I feel like it was quite complex, and because they had changes, they had a different different rules, kind of for England, Scotland, and Wales. So a lot of people are kind of getting confused, especially people on borders, borders of those places. Yeah, what do you think of the way the government handled it? I know a lot of us got letters, and then it was on the news. I don't think they've handled it very well. It's- I thought that we rigidly had to stick to what the government was telling us. That's what I did. I was confused about what was government advice and what was a legal requirement. Then when 
Dominic Cummins, Boris Johnson's chief advisor, when he drove 300 miles from with London to Durham and then drove 30 miles to test his eyesight. Well, it, it just got more confusing because mm-hmm. the government said it was okay yeah. for that. But as I thought we had to stick rigidly to yeah. everything the government was saying so that it was good to hear that it wasn't so rigid and that there was some flexibility allowed and it, it was dependent on your circumstances. Yeah. But I think overall it's all been very confusing, really. I think one good thing, though, through, through all of that is that we've, we've finally got the world-beaten app. So I think that'll help because... That tells you when you've you've been near to someone who who is COVID positive, and then that tells you that you've got to isolate. So hopefully that might take some of the confusion yeah. away. And yeah. also the the mass screening what we have in Liverpool now. So hopefully that will make it easier with it because at the moment it's it's all quite confusing to me. Yeah, now that we're in the second wave, um, it, we all kind of think, oh, yes, we're used to this. But then again, it's still all very uncertain and it is quite scary, the thought of anybody close to us catching COVID. Um, yeah, and as you said, the route, everything seemed confusing on the television. And then when um, the politician, um, the Dominic guy, whatever he is, when he went to test his eyesight, I mean, we still kind of stuck to the rules when, when it was on television, and but we were all upset, weren't we? We were kind of thinking, gosh, we're all supposed to be listening to what the government are telling us. Um, so it made it more um, more annoying, but then a lot of us still stuck to the rules. We just thought he was silly. It's like a little silly schoolboy. Um, and now we're at the second wave. Um, I think we, we kind of feel we're getting used to it, but we're still scared, aren't we? We're scared of this virus and... It's great now that a lot of people in Liverpool are, are going for the, you know, they're going to, for the tests. I mean, I've been for the test myself. Have you been to get the test, John? Did you go and get the COVID test at all? Because the army are very good, you know. No, I've not been for the simple reason I can't go yet. Because I'm only in the Liverpool city region. So until it's extended, Manny, I, I can't go for the test. Um, if I if, if I was living in Liverpool city centre, I could go then. But because I'm in the city region, I'm not able to go yet. So I I can't go for the test. Have you learnt anything about yourself during the last few months? Um, you know, coping strategies, etc. You know, learn things about yourself. Maybe took up new hobbies, coping strategies. The last few months, I've been lucky in that way. Manny, in the sense that I had plenty to do before lockdown and I've mainly carried that on. Before we come into this second lockdown, I was doing courses and things like that, so that was good. And since then, I've been able, with them closing down, because we went into another lockdown or we were moved up in a tier or whatever, I've been able to carry on those courses online, which has been 
good, you know, just doing them on via Zoom or Skype. So that's been good. I was I've been surprised by the amount and the availability of courses that we've been able to do. There's also been the likes of for any anxiety and that that um, mind nationally have been running meditation sessions, relaxation courses online. And there's also been lots of educational courses to have a go at. So that's all been a good thing for me because one of the main things was to keep myself occupied and that would help with my anxiety. So that's been one of the positives because there has been so much to do online and so much learning. So you've been, you've been really resilient, haven't you, Tim? Keeping connected and keeping yourself busy. Yeah, that, so that's how you've coped, because you kind of kept yourself busy. And was there times where you thought, oh, gosh, this is just too much, where you just felt like, oh, I'm not doing anything, or you just kept yourself motivated each day? Yeah, yeah I've just been lucky in that way, that I've always had something to do. And even if I didn't have any courses on, which it's been good that I have, but the, the likes of the local libraries, Mary, if you do like reading, then you can download all your e-books from the library instead of with them being closed with the, the, with the COVID situation. So you can download your e-books if you're a member. If you're not a member, you can actually join online and do it that way. And also, I've been fortunate in that everything that I do need is near to where I live or within a short bus journey, a 15-minute bus journey. So that makes it all easier for me. Well, that sounds, that sounds really good. Um, I know reading for myself, it really helps me to relax. I've only kind of took it up the last few months. I'm reading. I'm in a reading group in my daughter's school. Um, all the mums and parents go there. But it really helps um, helps to relax you and try and take away worries if you suffer from anxiety. So you're similar to me. I mean, I've took up reading and it's really, really good. Um, we're going to actually speak to um, a, la a lady with learning disabilities and her, some of her family are suffering from COVID. Um, so we're going to speak to Aaron in a moment and he's going to interview a lady called Sophie. Um, so that, that's really good. That, thank you, John. And it sounds like you've really kept yourself connected and you've been, you know, in getting up and doing stuff and not just sitting there where we, a lot of us would have felt like that, you know, a bit depressed with everything that's been going on. Um, so that's great. Well, thank you very much anyway. Have a nice day. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Lovely to chat with you. Welcome. Welcome to How Is It For You. My name is Aaron McKenna. I'm going to talk about lockdown. And here I have Sophie. Hiya, Sophie. Hiya, Aaron. Hiya. So first, first of all, um, I am going to ask you a question about how did you feel at the beginning of lockdown? I felt really down because at the beginning of lockdown, um, I felt like I've not seen this before and no one's lifting any, anything like this before and like all the activities had to be stopped and... All and all, it made me feel down. But by the end of it, I found stuff in my house to do, and also 
when Cap came on and did the zooms and so that made me feel a lot better. Yes. Um, um, do you know? Do you know the first lockdown? Um, did you feel a little bit upset when about like the announcements when uh, Boris come on and said we are all going to be locked in, locked in our in our houses and everything taken away from us? Yes, really upset because um, it felt like everything was taken away from me and it made me really really down. And upset. Yeah, um, as well, um, when the first lockdown announcement, uh, they, they stopped the football. Uh, how did how did that uh, make you feel? Oh, it made me feel really sad because I had nothing to watch and uh, I had to go and find stuff to do, like playing football manager, watch shows, watch films. That made me be happy. And then we had, as, as previously mentioned, we had Men Cafe coming on to do go assume and we could do and put the activities on there which made me a whole lot better yeah yeah i i i felt that that was really good as well for myself because my mental health definitely a little bit as well so when uh when every, yeah when everything stopped um so uh so the next one will be is how did you how did you feel in the briefings and the updates i felt really confused because it was all mixed messaging and what I don't get is you can't um, you can go into someone else's garden but you can't go into your own gardens and you can't have people in your own garden, which I felt was absolute baffling. Yeah, um as well, uh, was you a bit confused um when you said about the, the, the two meter rule? Yeah, because um I don't really know what two meters are, I'm not gonna lie. And um but when I when I've been into town like at the after after the end of lockdown one, I've seen like signs to help me understand what social distancing is. And I was completely baffled by seeing people not doing the social distancing. Yeah, um really baffled. I just Yeah. I just kept it to um my distance as well. Yeah, um was it a lot better when you started starting to, to put the markings down to show the uh, the, the two meter distance real? Yes, I understood it better then. Yeah, I felt I felt it, it made a lot more differences then as well. Um, as well, um, do you know the first lockdown? Um, and they didn't at at first they didn't put any anything in easy read, but when we were starting to come out of of our second of our first lockdown, they ended up putting things in easy read. Um, did that make make a lot more difference to, for you? Yeah, it's a massive difference for me between easy read and normal documents because in easy read I understand it better. Whereas normal documents I sometimes like oh, I don't understand that, don't understand that. But whereas in easy read I understand like everything. So it's better for me for it to be an easy read. Yes, thank you, yourself. Yeah, I I've I've felt it, it's it's a lot better in easy read because all the other words is just jargon. Um the second one will be how how is your mental health at the start of the pandemic and now? My mental at the start of the pandemic, my health mental health was down because, like I said, I felt like everything was being taken away from me. So I I, I really really was upset, and it got better at the end of lockdown one because I got used to it. And then my brother had to go to the hospital with the coronavirus, so it started going down massively again. 
and both the support of the staff and everyone else in Mencat, Liverpool and Sefton has been nothing other than absolute superb because they've always they've been there for me. Yeah, yeah. So I so my mental health got better as a result. Yeah, so uh, I agree on that one because um, we've been helping you a lot during 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 the pandemic because um, everyone's mental health has been suffering. Yeah. Uh, would you say that as well to regards our members? Yeah, yeah. I think some of our members have really struggled as well. I can only and I sympathise them because some of them don't even have internet to go on to do the Zoom activity, so they're just there, not doing anything. And I, and I feel sorry for them that they can't go on the internet and do the Zoom with us. And and I and I must and I understand the mental health must be really low. Yeah, yeah. Um, um. Would you say uh, some of our members need more need tablets as well, so they can communicate and it'll m- make them feel more better and help them more. Because so, the even though we're going we're going to be on Zoom, but we're still socialising together. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. I think all members should have a tablet and like need to like um have someone to like help them go on line and and so you can see the friends then and and all the staff and everyone from Mencap Liverpool and Sefton. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So if, uh, as well, um, can you talk to us about the the courses that you've been that you've been on during lockdown as well, please? So the courses. Yeah, well, I've been like on a on a quite a few courses during lockdown. I've been I've done the Parliament. I'm doing the buddy currently doing the buddies one. And we're going to do a my um peer mentoring course from next week. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's really good. Um, as well as the peer mentor, aren't you doing? Are you doing the uh, the disability one as well? As well, so yeah. Yeah, learn disability where I go um, and do and deliver like to LD train to medics and doctors and that. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, that's brilliant. So that's brilliant. Um, for now, for the last one, um, have you got any tips for uh, people during during the second lockdown on 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 how 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 them to not be affected with the mental health for people with a learning disability? Yeah. Um. If if they're really feeling upset and feeling really want to give up, then don't. And uh, my advice would be to get help. Because uh, there's loads of help out there, such as this, um, this sample, I can't remember the name, but yeah, there's loads of help there you can get. Um, and uh, and not to listen to the moves or listen to Beers more because they just, they absolutely thrive in negativity, especially that Piers Morgan. He just types like, like he's, um, he types on Twitter like he's thriving in negativity. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that one. So because um with the negativity, it doesn't make you feel good, does it? It puts you a lot down. And, um, as well, you've got you've got the Samaritans as well. Haven't we? Like if you're feeling down, you've got the Samaritans to talk about to talk to as well. Yeah, that's it. That was the Samaritan. That was the one. Yeah, we've got the Samaritans as well. But yeah, that Pierce Morgan shouldn't be. Get, I don't think he should get away with what he says because he's just gonna bring people's mental health on edge. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Soph. Thank, thank you. you very thank much. you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
But thank you guys. That is it from this from from how is it for you? So it's an honour and a delight to be joined from Wales by Alwyn Evans, who's passionate about the emotional well-being of agricultural communities. So welcome in, Alwyn. Thank you for being here. Hello. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be part of this project. That's great. Um, it's it's wonderful to do this in a kind of international way, uh, from England to Wales. Yeah. <laughs> We're all part of the United Kingdom. But um, Alwyn, would you set the scene for us and tell me um, a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the landscape and the agricultural community around you in Wales? So I work um, with children and adults with learning disabilities. We've got a small herd of Welsh black uh, cattle and we run a quite traditional um, system. My childhood and seeing my dad has kind of grown my two passions really, which is agriculture and mental health and mental well-being. You know, there is a mental health crisis in agriculture at the moment. Um, there's no two ways so it's it's gone really by the sounds of it from from like a real um a, a purposeful place for the the selling of the livestock but a, a, a massive hub for people socially and um and financially it's impacting them and um and i guess um that that's leading to all kinds of problems in terms of of isolation and and uh, you mentioned um the idea of people uh, connecting there in, in that sense. How about um, things like the agricultural shows, Alwyn? Have they been impacted too? Yeah, well, there just hasn't been any um, sort of um, ever since the COVID-19 has come up, really. Um, every agricultural show has been cancelled. And, you know, you have people that you only really see in the shows. Um, you know, I've got friends I, I'll only see over the summer uh, weeks where uh, we've got the shows um, so I know my dad's generation is the same as well really um, so you just you just lose contact completely with, with such a huge amount of people and um, just increases that feeling of isolation really of not having an opportunity to talk about what's happening and just you know I think it's it's easy to fall into a, a feeling that you know, it's only happening to me then um, because you're not having that peer support and being able to talk to people going through the same kind of things. That's really interesting, you know, because I think in the city, we, you know, the idea of isolation, you can be lonely in a, in a crowd. Um, people are missing the opportunity to be able to speak at a bus stop or, or whatever as easily because of the thing of the masks getting in the way and or just keeping distance where you might bump into people literally and, and, and speak in that way. But the idea of, of losing those places of congregation and like you say, even the idea of the, 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 the shows being like a holiday place, it's so sad. It's so terribly sad. A, um, a huge generation of people that are just, not um, using technology things, so you, you you tend to lose a huge amount of people there really um, that haven't been able to access it virtually either. You know, it's just yeah, it's, it's such a huge shame. 
That's very interesting you should mention that because I work a lot in uh, the remote Northwest Highlands. That's a, a real stomping ground of mine. And, and there are places where I can be completely disconnected from signal. And I imagine that that must be an issue, is it, in, in, in the sort of the rural area where you are, people struggling with signals or maybe not having, uh, you know, as great a dependence on technology? I think another thing that um, this pandemic has highlighted is that the need for, or the, more of a push into sort of that paperless society um, and the need to be more tech savvy. And I think there's a concern that we might lose a lot of people there, really. Um, people generally reluctant to change. Um, but actually, you know, that you've got the external influences of actually signal as well, really, um, that impact the rural areas here in Wales. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a concern for many. Definitely. And in that case, if people are um, isolated and maybe not able to access um, contact through technology or maybe don't have good signals, is farming one of those jobs where you can sort of disappear off the radar a little bit if you're feeling particularly depressed or low? Mm, yeah, definitely. I think I think you can you can go weeks on end without seeing anyone um, if if that's what you want, really. Um, but for those individuals that are already off the grid a little bit, and yeah, there's a potential way to go weeks on end, really, and that's. The biggest concern is we are not we are not then able to depend on on the community and their kind of support networks if they have any to highlight potential concerns, uh, change in appearance, uh, for example, you know, is a is the symptoms of mental health, isn't it? And if that individual is not seeing anyone for weeks on end. Um, we're then potentially um, losing kind of that opportunity to work preventatively with that individual uh, before um, they get seriously unwell really so it's a there's a huge concern and and it is it is possible and it's likely it's happening as well really so it's such important work and and that idea of the little clues and the looking out for people it's especially in an isolated community and, and with a job that um, is all ours, I guess. I mean, it, from, from a city perspective, you know, we often people in the city are working long hours, but sort of a, a farmer's day, a farming family's day, what are the hours like, Alwyn? Yeah, it depends. I, it, it'll change throughout the year. Um, like I mentioned, if it's um, harvest or lambing or calving time, then it's definitely a 24-7 job, really. Um, so you would, you know, if you're a farmer working on your own, um, then it's an incredibly um, challenging time um, to sort of, be able to to cope with that really and get through that period um, and all of those events are sort of pinnacle to the success of the business as well so um, you want to get your harvest in um, as quickly as possible um, and make sure that um, the welfare of the animals doing lambing and calving etc are, are, are well um, that you have not having 
losses um, or preventing them as much as possible. So it's definitely 24 hour um, during those times. And um, during the rest of the year, you know, it's it's really long days. Uh, I think it's difficult to differentiate it because farming really is a lifestyle as well as a job um, and a business. It is you've got to fully commit to that being your life, really. Um, so when you compare it to um, other industries or other professions where we calculate that as a sort of hourly, late, hourly rate of pay and hourly, um, you know, how many hours we work during the, over the week, um, there's no comparison, really, because it's kind of just all the time, at any time, you know, something could come up any time you know um, there is no um, end that day really as a farmer it's ongoing um, sounds like you're at a job where you're on call all yeah, the time yeah yeah such a huge responsibility yeah definitely definitely um and now sort of if you know i've only really got a home to compare it to really but we've got that all the cattle is in now for the rest of the winter um so that's um you have to sort of look at feeding them morning and evening um so you know it's just something can happen anytime if they get out or you know you just don't know what will happen really um so yeah it's something that you've always got to be alert to and, and available almost I think that goes back to why we just never go on holiday really because fine you know it's not it's not easy to find someone to cover you really it's um you know it's it's not kind of booking annual leave and then just going off it is um yeah it's constant isn't it really so I think that's why probably we're not very good at going going off on holiday because we're just just not able to it, it sort of presents the idea that it might be possible for, you know, these these wonderful people sort of taking care of the livestock and being there for them, but in a way somehow inside just that needing so much self-care and support and and perhaps feeling a little bit lost, um, you know, whilst they're, whilst they're doing so much and keeping up with the job. Um, I guess that's a big concern. Yeah, we just as an as an industry, we're probably not very good at looking after ourselves as a, as a general rule, really. Um, you know, we we are excellent at sort of keep um, animal welfare, um, but then when it comes to sort of looking back at um, ourselves, it's um, it's never a priority, and I think that's what we need to change. And I think that's the bit that sort of raising awareness. And just about things um, is is starting to break through that um, because you know I think anyone listening to this could relate if if they're a parent or if they're a caregiver um, or you know if anything really you've got to be in good health yourself to be able to provide the um, good care for someone else and it's the same for if you're caring for a child or an animal or anything really isn't it um, and I think that's that's what we need to try and work on, I think, as an industry. It's interesting, Alwyn. I think, you know, perhaps in the city sometimes when, when we're feeling low or blue or whatever, we might we might go and walk in the park or and, and you know, we're bound to see other people more than likely there. And another thing that people like to do is is 
walk at all hours of the day. And even if we walk at night in the city, there are lights, there's a sense of things going on, there's late buses or there's police cars or ambulances, you know, there's something, there's a there's an energy. And I wonder what's it like in the dark um, in, in the countryside for you? Don't really fancy going out to do anything really um but a farmer's role continues you know you've got to go out doesn't matter what um so I don't live on the farm anymore I moved out about three years ago but I remember when I was there you know just 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 got to get on with it you know yeah it's not nice weather outside it's dark and it's horrible but you know they need feeding so we just go out and get on with it um so yeah, it's just not not very um, exciting at all. Kind of this time of year, really, that there's there's nothing much um, happening. I think weather in itself uh, and just daylight hours it can can make a huge change. And I think so concern obviously is is looking going into winter and, and the first lockdown was um, in the in the summer, wasn't it, or spring summer when we had sort of really nice weather for a lot of it. Um, so you do have to worry, isn't it? You do think, you know, um, seasonal um, and how that may impact things this time around, really. That's so different for our experience. You know, in the city, we can be in the supermarket till late. And even in lockdown, our supermarkets are open. You know, it's sometimes I think people will go to those places, even though they may not want some shopping. They'll just perhaps gravitate towards a place of seeing other people and you know that that must be really tough in the in the countryside to to struggle with that yeah yeah it's very different isn't it you know and we you know we've got our sort of pubs uh, open um we're out of lockdown um here in wales at the moment so um social areas open again so um depending on sort of your age you might you might go there for a for a pint um sort of after tea or something but yeah other than that so there's nothing really going on yeah yeah gosh it's it's amazing how um this is such an insight to considering you know we're all familiar with the idea of farmers but just how covid has impacted the community it's amazing and what about people um alwyn who might have um, additional needs in the community. How how are they finding all of this? Yeah, difficult. Um, I think, yeah, I I work with uh, learning disabilities and autism, so dealing with changes is, is difficult for them anyway. Um, and if you haven't got the sort of the cognitive ability to understand why that change is happening, it can be an incredibly distressing and confusing time for, for individuals. Um, you know, during the, the main sort of lockdown, we we almost lost a lot of the um, respite and day centre facilities overnight, really. Um, so it left individuals... Um, and caregivers in a position of yeah just of just uncertainty I suppose um and you know I I admire um any you know people that I work with are absolutely amazing people 
Farms can be dangerous places for children, can't they? You know, I could imagine that must have been a concern as well, you know, not only educating the children at home, but having to keep a watchful eye on them whilst also tending the stock. Well, you know, we've we've got to a point where the services have reopened again and, and most in my area, the day centres um, didn't close during our, this recent um, two-week lockdown, um, which was just... Um, yeah, just a game changer for, for everyone, really. And so we were able to continue on with that service. You know, um, it's it's everything is is so sort of negative at the moment, isn't it? Every, everything that every conversation that I'm having with with anyone, I'm not really doing anything else um, except for working, and then I'm home. Um, you know, my social calendar. You know, everyone's is has gone so it's kind of just COVID-19 is the only topic really isn't it and it's not a it's not a light topic in in any sense is it so um, I think a part of my job and part of everything I try and do really is try and sort of bring a little bit of sort of light into whatever I'm doing um you know it's there isn't it you know and it's just kind of clouded at the moment you really, I get that impression from you, Owen. I think you must be an amazing person to be, you know, to, to be sort of uh, in the care of. It's, it's that, that really comes across. And with regard to you taking care of yourself, is there, is there something on this whole journey so far that you've um, discovered for yourself that is a, is a kind of positive upshot of this extraordinary pandemic experience? I think I probably realised how adaptable I can be, um, I, I've had to be, and um, I think I've had a lot of those skills um, anyway through sort of my childhood and and sort of my seeing my dad and being on the farm. You know, you've you've got to be um, you've got to be able to adapt to whatever comes up um, at any stage, really. But I think moving that into sort of my professional capacity um, and being able to adapt to um, completely different practices um, you know like I mentioned sort of virtually and um, I think understanding that that I can do that and um, you know it doesn't mean that um, what I'm doing is not as good um, you know it's just doing it a little bit differently um, you know we can still get the same results um, but it's just being open to that change, I suppose, and being open to different ways of doing things. And, um, you know, looking, you know, trying to keep that sort of positive mindset as much as possible. And I think I've used a lot of um, mindfulness and relaxation during this time as well. Tried a bit of yoga. Didn't go, you know, tried, you know, it didn't go very well, but it's kind of more of a focus on on me I think I think I'm very good at sort of <laughs> maybe uh, preaching things and say you know knowing what's the right thing to do to look after yourself um, I don't think I've been very good at actually practicing that myself really so I've had to had to face that uh, during this lockdown um, because there's nobody else doing that there's nobody else out there really um, you know that will you know it's my responsibility as much as everyone else's isn't it to, to look after me 
Um, so not seeing my colleagues and that type of thing, you know, uh, and having that sort of support network around me. Um, you know, we're, you know, working through lunch, for example, I often, I'm very bad at doing that. And if I'm in the office, I'd be like, you know, someone would go, let's go for lunch and, you know, I'd go off. Whereas I'm sat here on my own. Uh, there's nobody telling me that, is there? So I've had to look at myself a lot more. Um, I'm hoping that that um, makes me, has made me a little bit more rounded as, a, as an individual. That's interesting. I wonder if one of the upshots of all of this is maybe in some strange way we're all getting to know ourselves a bit better. I think we've we've had to, haven't we? We've had to, um, and I'm sure I, I know that's been an uncomfortable process for a lot of people. And just personally, I know that I'm, yeah, I found it really difficult to, to sort of look at myself really. But um, the benefits of doing that is just incredibly powerful. Um, and I think if we if we can look after ourselves. We're the best place then to look after the community, aren't we? And just create somewhere um, that we can all just be a big family and just care for each other whenever we, you know, and whenever someone needs it. Hopefully, we can then be in a position to offer that to someone else, then, can't we? Oh, I mean, that is such a beautiful way to to bring this conversation to a. <laughs> Whereas that's such a beautiful thought of us being a family, you know, in our communities, whatever our community is like. That is yeah. really wonderful. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's probably, hopefully, something that anyone that's listening to this can take away from this, really, isn't it? Um, whatever our backgrounds and whatever we do, um, you know, we're all we're all in it together, aren't we? Um, just maybe, yeah, bringing a little bit of a different edge to it. Oh, so, look. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, honestly, I'm so grateful to you for for all your insights, Alwyn. And it, you know, it's really powerful to to understand what the experience is, is of of an agricultural community and somebody working across the community. And um, I definitely, all of us here in the city, just um, wish you enormous strength and courage and and uh, and success and energy in the journey going forward and, and stay safe and well for you and for the people in your community, but especially for you, Alwyn. You really <laughs> thank you for being here. Oh, thank you ever so much. Really enjoyed speaking to you. It's about time. Make a start and make a living. It's about time. Press record and tell the story. It's about time. To make a start and make a living, it's about time. Press record and tell the story. Time for the podcast, little bit of history. Life is sometimes a struggle and a worry. Life ain't easy, but it's a little bit of mystery. It's about time. Make a start and make a living. It's about time. Press record and tell the story. The world is ever changing. We are using our computers, learning and adapting to our new world. Making contacts with family and friends and using support and groups online. 
the sad thing is, in this year, 2020, there's been some people in our society that haven't been able to do that. There's lots of people who are on benefits, etc., or lost their jobs and low incomes, and they haven't even had their internet on. Their internet's probably been turned off. The sad thing is, this virus has totally changed all our lives. We just don't know what, what it's going to go back like. We've all been trying to do our connecting, be active to give and be included. But there's parts of, our, parts of our society that haven't been integrated into our society. Everybody will realise that once we kind of get a bit more back to normal. We know that we've got to eat well, hydrate, exercise and at least have eight hours sleep. Whether you live in the country or whether you live in the city, learning disabilities or whatever, you've got to be resilient to look after yourself. The sad thing is that some people have been forgotten and these are the people that were not on the internet. These people couldn't do Zoom. They wouldn't have been able to go to the library to use the internet. They wouldn't have been able to go to charities because everywhere's been shut. So what we realise now after this is that also we've got to use the three R's. We've got to recycle, reuse, replenish. We've got to listen to people like David Attenborough. We've got to communicate with our friends and help people, not just because there's been a virus. Things were changing anyway before this virus. People stopped going to towns and cities, if you remember. A lot of people were using Amazon. But now it's just that it's come, you know, we're thinking, oh, yeah, it's because of the virus, world's changing. The world was changing anyway because of computers. But, yeah, we've got to help. You've got things like anxiety, depression. You can go on www.nhs.uk. That's really good for general anxiety disorder. And it's also good for um, if you need to do cognitive behavioural therapy. Anxiety Mind UK is really good and they can help you with psychological therapies. There's www.nhs.uk, and that's really good for mind and to let's talk. You can actually phone someone up and talk to them. There's also, as you know, um, there's the Richmond Fellowship, and they help people with lots of different courses, self-help courses. They'll help you if you have problems with housing, they help you with education. They basically help you with social contacts, like connecting, being active, to give and be included. They also help with volunteering. So what we've realised with this, because of this virus in 2020, we've realised that we've got to have a certain amount of respect. Things like viruses have been with us since the beginning of time. If you think about it, a virus, I mean, if you read about what a virus means, it's pretty amazing. As we near the end of our podcast, we all appreciate how challenging and difficult these times are. COVID and lockdown present their own problems that can then impact further on our mental health. Since lockdown began, we have found that it's important to realise that you are not alone in this and there is still help and support available. There are some support agencies that are open and most provide online support and telephone support. For example, the National Mind Organisation provides online support and also offers meditation and relaxation sessions online. There are also plenty of other online support groups to join. 
Many of these agencies and organisations offer specific and tailored support. We found that planning ahead when possible is helpful. For example, being aware of what food you have available, arranging food deliveries and ensuring that your electricity and gas meters are topped up with credit. Service providers offer help with this. It's also important that any medication you are taking is sorted with your pharmacy and when necessary, delivery arranged. It's important to keep occupied during lockdown, so now is a good time to re-engage with any hobbies and interests you have. There's lots of online sites that can help with this. For those that enjoy reading, there are plenty of free ebooks available online. And don't forget, you can borrow and download ebooks from your local libraries. It can be helpful to keep up to date with the news so that you know of any changes in the COVID and lockdown situation. Also, keeping in touch with friends, family, support workers, etc. is important in having someone to talk to and explaining any difficulties that may have arisen. Finally, it's your health and safety that's the most important part of this. Please remember that help and support is available and if it becomes too overwhelming, contact those agencies and they'll be able to provide further help, support, guidance and reassurance. Take care and best wishes from our podcasting group.